what's good, listeners? Welcome to the Chris Collins Show, Millennial Talk Show. Good morning, Marissa. How's it going, fam? Fabulous. Yeah, you know, it, it is a good day. You know, I know everybody's, you know, honoring all the vets out there. So we definitely want to make yes. sure that it's plugged that right in at the top of the show. Thank you for your service without you. Uh, young, fine men and women out there today. You know, we want to be here uh, having this talk show. We wouldn't be even be having yep. this Friday yeah. morning right now. If it wasn't I know. For and another you, thing I always souls. say, if it wasn't for them, I also wouldn't be able to just dress like a hoochie mama whenever I want to. So, thank you. <laughs> hey, well, you know, I like how you see the uh, on the brighter side of the moon, you know, or the, or the sun. I mean, excuse me. But hey, you know, we I definitely want to uh, shout this uh, one individual out, you know, while we're at the top of the show, because veteran actor and the man considered by millions to be the voice of Batman. Kevin Conroy has passed away at the age of 66 this morning. Uh, people have been sharing some of their favorite moments of the Batman. And here's a little clip from the documentary. I know that voice. Uh, I love this moment. Here's Kevin Conroy. We'll be getting all these, you know, hundreds of meals ready. And this one guy in the middle of the night, like three nights into this, he goes, so my day job is I'm an architect. He says, what's your day job? I said, well, I do voices mostly. When I knew it. He said, you're the guy who does Batman. You're that Kevin Conroy. So he goes into this dining hall. And this is, you know, the first week after the attack. And there had been like just this somber sadness. And you hear him go, guys, guys, you're not going to believe who's been cooking your dinners. It's Batman. There's this long silence in your hear bullshit from the back of the place and he, and he said then someone else says make him prove it so i thought oh this is good so i'm in the back kitchen and i do from the back kitchen i am vengeance i am the knight i am batman it's this long pause and then you hear from the back of the place holy f that is batman and suddenly people were laughing and the architect who had recognized me said uh, what's it feel like to be santa claus and no, it, it's truly iconic. We definitely wanted to uh, give a huge shout out again at the top of the show to Kevin Conroy and his family. You know, he is the Batman. He will forever be my Batman. And uh, you know what? But other than that, we just definitely want to let you guys know we got a great show for everybody that's tuning in to the Chris Collins show, Millennial Talk Show. But before we begin, make sure you hit and like that subscribe button so you never miss a live show. And our guest that's going to be joining us on Just Talking is director and writer Zach Kep to discuss his gripping social media thriller, The Willow Brook. And also our brand new episode of Off the Fret, More Music, More Music Talk podcast featuring Los Angeles pop rockers, Poe the Passenger. And you're going to love it. So let's get it on, baby. What's good, listeners? Our guest on Just Talking is director and writer Zach Kep to discuss his gripping social media thriller, The Willowbrook, live on the Chris College Show, Millennial Talk Show. So, Zach, how's it going, fam? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Hey, that's Great. what's up. That's Thank how you, you should be on. feeling. You should be feeling right. alive, my man. Move that soul train. You got an amazing uh, film that we all love. And because we are a video on air production, we might as well go ahead and play that teaser trailer right now for the Willowbrook. You see this? I can't believe it came all out here. It used to be an inn. Welcome to the Willowbrook. Look, this is our family. 
That's me. That's Sid. There's Lacey. Everyone else is dead. I just feel like a burden. You are not a burden. Everybody has their issues. Have you met my family? Ace, you wouldn't mind helping Dakota on the farm tomorrow, would you? Nobody likes the farm. You know, if they would, they'd come back. Good morning, my loves. You just gonna act like that didn't just happen? It was... interesting. Did you try to kill yourself? Because a lot of the people who came here, they tried to kill themselves. No, I promise. All of the suffering is going to be beneficial to you. You have to want it. I know what you are. Get off my property. Oh, it is definitely That's a good spooky. Trailer. Woo! Right? Love I it. mean, and, and the fact that, Zach, I got to say, congrats on the success of your directorial debut. And for anybody that was just watching this one minute teaser right here, what is this film all about? Yeah, well, thank you guys. Um, I guess first for uh, saying that and having me on. Um, the show is about a social media influencers in the health and wellness space. And uh, she invites one of her recently overdosed followers to come seek recovery at her small town manor. And then when the uh, follower gets there, she quickly realizes the dark world existing within this manor is not what she nor millions of others perceive from the internet. Yeah, I mean, we all need our like social media fix. And, you know, why did you want to explore uh, you know, elements of social media with your uh, very first feature film. Yeah. So someone dear to me was a, a life coach. And although that person was um, a good human, there were, I couldn't help, but while taking an interest in what that person did, um, I guess being more introduced to the field, you know, and the the no barrier to entry. And then um, the culmination of, I guess, that with, social media turning into what it is and coming out of COVID and the constant problems we all have with, you know, if we, if we get too sucked into that social media world, um, it's like the elixir for giving up mm -hmm. your individual power. So that was something that I, I was, I was really wanting to explore that. And, but this movie with the pieces that we had, you know, we, we did our best. So it was, it was a special one to me. No, I think I think it's very well done. And I mean, what an incredible uh, milestone in your young cinematic career to, you know, work alongside producer Jeffrey Reddick, the creator of the Final Destination franchise. Yes. I don't know about you, Marissa. I know, that I was know, I was I eating that shit up all yeah. my lifehood, my childhood. Yeah, that so was like, like totally. those are that, those all those movies. Those like still mind screwed me up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So since we are talking about Final Destination and how you linked up with Jeffrey uh, Reddick, I mean, how did the two of you link up? I'm sure everybody's wondering. Sure. So I guess to to back up a little bit, uh, Final Destination for me was. I, I wore out the VHS just like you guys did. And that's um, right. It, it was something really special between my little brother and I, um, who's four years younger. And he went to Massachusetts for um, the summer when we were, I don't know, we were just kids to go stay with uh, my aunt. And um, he was going to fly alone, like with the stewardess or whatever the assisted program that they have to do that. But um, 
the night before his flight by himself. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so that movie. That's that's an awesome older brother thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was, he was not doing well. Um, I remember my mom came home from that airport and was like, it was so heavy. I had realized, you know, another joke of mine had gone too far, much too far. Funny though. No, I think that's awesome, man. And like, what kind of advice did Jeffrey Reddick uh, give to you? Because, you know, uh, how did that link up go down? I mean, did, it was yeah. it through like uh, like a school event? Was it just happened to be working on another uh, project with them? How did that go down? Sure. So I so yeah, I explained um, the childhood meaning Jeffrey and you know Final Destination was, and then fast forward I don't know how many years later when I was kind of first getting I mean in in town I suppose I was working with a producer who's um, she's like my Hollywood older sister named Cindy Cowan. And she had a meeting with Jeffrey and um, he had, he had come in and I didn't know who he was until like, I think halfway into the meeting because it was, I was kind of at the front and he came in and um, I don't know why, but yeah, I just didn't know that it was him. We had like a lovely talk and I'm like, God, whoever this dude is like whatever part, like whatever job this guy has in this business, um, like I want to work with this human. Um, and then quickly, you know, in the middle of the meeting, finding out that it was, you know, Jeffrey, I was like, this is incredible. Um, and yeah, then just be- I, I'm starting awesome. to think Zach, maybe it worked out better that you didn't know who he was. Cause you don't want to be flaunting all over him at the beginning yeah. of the meeting. And maybe he realized that you're just kind of being laid back and being real and being yourself that, you know, naturally I'm assuming you guys just clicked. Yeah, it was a total, I mean, just for what you said, it was a totally, you know, cohesive energetic thing you know there was um because of that it was it was just a very genuine good conversation and there'd been you know when you're in production a lot of personalities come through the door um and the second i talked to him i was like this human being is wonderful um and then he he became my you know like my my brother i love him to pieces so he had um, so let's see. So I met, I met Jeffrey there and then we had worked together on, um, a movie that it's in pre-production still right now. It's called superstition, but, um, nice. yeah, then we oh, you have another up. movie coming out. Well, then with he, he, he does. Yeah, oh, okay. he, oh, yeah, I, I guess I'm, okay. I'm producing on it, but, um, okay. but yeah, I mean, well, you, you know, you still yeah. like, I think that's the beauty about filmmaking. You know, you it definitely got to, you know, get around and network, you know, if you want to make that next big feature uh, film, I think that's how you got to make it happen. And, you know, Zach kept, that's how you, you know, spelling it out. And I love it, but you know, Thank let's you. go back to your film uh, Willowbrook, because I want to know, are you one of those uh, skeptics worried about the long-term effects of social media? Are you one of like one of those baby boomers or like, I'm kind of feeling like you just have to embrace it. This is our world. My yeah. Man. Like I, I, I couldn't lean out of it. You know, um, even, you know, when I, when I say this, like at the time I didn't have social media, um, but I'd been addicted to it for years before I deleted it. And then um, as soon as the movie wrapped, I, uh, reinstalled or redownloaded Instagram and, you know, anyone oh, so you knows. were doing it before all the celebrities are uh, doing it now, you know, with uh, Twitter and suggesting going over to Mastodon. <laughs> I, I have been in this hole where I've been writing for like the last week, but I've been catching this thing and I've been telling myself like, I, I'm going to, whenever I get a little time here, I'm going to like read through this whole Twitter thing. So I'm so confused, but uh, I'm intrigued. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, like, I, are you I, are you I, concerned I about this uh, course of information being distributed online? I mean, that's been the biggest conversation when it uh, comes to 
Elon Musk, for example, uh, acquiring sure. Twitter. I mean, I, I just don't. I mean, personally, I, you know, I'm such a Luddite. Um, I guess for those who don't know that word, it's just like uh, technologically not advanced human. And yeah, um, that was a very big word, Zach. You're talking to a millennial audience. I have to pull that back. I just had to pull that back. I'm glad you, uh, you, you, you broke it down for all of us. <laughs> absolutely. And Chris absolutely is affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> I like Another that. big word for him. Another big word for him. <laughs> no, it is. But like, you know, like in your film, Zach, you know, you suggest in the Willowbrook, you know, social media kind of acts as a drug. You know, everybody's totally got to get is. that fixed. And, you know, and obviously they yeah. go to the influencer, you know, they 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 read up all these great, beautiful things. But is any of that going to change? Because I got to tell you right now, Zach. I'm definitely fixed on social media. I got that itch. I definitely want to be yeah. in on the now. So like, will that ever change or that's just our reality? I think that's our reality. Um, you know, what I was in my perfect mind, I guess, when I um, put this production together, it was pretty quickly. Um, but I always was like, if we can even get this thing done, um, my my only hope from that movie is that people know like social media is not going to get fixed on anyone else's accord, but your own and how you choose mm -hmm. to be social on that. Um, very true. So, we talk about so, that all the time. Oh yeah. It's very, can important. I share something with you, Zach? I, I Anything, definitely man. found this that I thought was uh, very, very wild. And uh, last month, the Intercept reported that the U.S. Department of Homeland Security is quietly broadening its uh, efforts to curb speech it considers dangerous. And at the beginning of the year, the DHS announced a new disinformation governance board, a panel designed to police misinformation, disinformation and malinformation that allegedly threatens U.S. interest. So this kind of goes back to the Harry Potter world. No, I'm just kidding. We're talking about our world, planet Earth. Um, is there do we need like a ministry of truth in this country or does it have to be exactly what you just suggested uh, has to come from the individual soul? I mean, I think that the individual soul is the ultimate answer. Um, but I mean, I certainly you know, if there's a ministry there that, I mean, I could certainly see that, um, especially with what little I know about the the Twitter information. is. But don't um, you think that's kind of scary? Because, you know, we also got Elon Musk, who's kind of being accused of, you know, taking down people who are not labeling themselves as a parody account. You know, we saw it with Kathy Griffin. I guess Sarah Silverman is really? permanently banned or temporarily banned. I'm not necessarily sure. Uh, oh, he owns not, it. That, you know what? Hey, he owns that side. He spent that's $40, true, but that's $40 true, billion. Marissa, but if like, he wants to ban people, let him ban him. If he wants to kick him off, let him kick him off. He like owns that it. world. But he owns people it. not tell not the if, difference between hey, sarcasm. If you, owned it, if you owned it, it's not a public entity. There's no stocks on it. Elon Musk can literally do whatever he wants with Twitter. And if do you, you like that response, it, Zach? If you got a problem with it, get off Twitter. Do you like that response? I do in the sense that it's irrefutable. Um, yes. but, but also like, you know, should, I should, thought you were in the world of comedy. You were telling yeah. me, you know, uh, behind the scenes, you're, you're on Marissa's the side right. of Marissa Zach, about like a little sarcasm. Right. He has the right to take it down. <laughs> Y'all are lame. I'm sorry. That, that Chris, is, that's a terrible feel. Don't Very be good, hating Chris. on Elon Musk. Don't be hating. <laughs> Don't be hating. Oh, right, <laughs> fine. But Zach, Salty you know, in the Willowbrook. 
<laughs> but Zach, in the Willowbrook, there's a line that stuck out to me right in the beginning of the film when Lacey Willowbrook says directly into the camera, you are exactly where you need to be right here, right now, even when it doesn't feel like it. So talk to me about trusting the flow of life, because I just feel like Elon Musk doesn't trust the flow of life right now. Or at least are we just making accusations of him? <laughs> no, I mean, the flow of life is something that I, uh, you know, I'm so far from being able to, you know, articulate even, you know, making, you know, a little movie like this um, surrender and these things are something as a human being, like I'm working on all the time. Cause I'm like such a energetic, like suffocator, you know, all I know is how to like kind of bulldoze. And, um, I, I have learned sort of recently the beginning steps of surrender. So the flow of life and everything there, what I, what I liked about that part, um, was how we talked about, um, weaving in sort of the vulnerabilities between social media and the health and wellness space. Mm -hmm. So that character can, can kind of capitalize and prey on vulnerability because the people who are seeking her out has almost been organized like yeah. via algorithms to, to basically feed her prey, you know, in this health and wellness space. So what she, what I liked about that is it was very true in some, in some dimensions. And it was also as much as true as it was, was it was an utter manipulation from the message she was trying to preach. So I'm happy you said that because that like very line is essentially the theme of our movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I know uh, who's also been prying on our vulnerability is uh, people that I think of like Mark Zuckerberg who's got these very ambitious ideas, uh, you know, basically trying to re-gear social media to be come this workplace for the meta and according to mark zuckerberg the metaverse is described by the meta creator as quote an embodied internet where instead of just viewing content you are in it so why does it feel like these tech giants are so out of reality or are you seeing something that i'm not seeing zach no i'm 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 sure you're you're more intelligent than i am in this in this field like it's, no, it's well, so... we're in the same world i mean you have, you have a little bit of more life years than i do but <laughs> don't downplay yourself <laughs> all right would whatever. you go it's on zach would you go on the meta like if you were like hey look here's an account you have you know you can set up your own little house and go shopping and do all the stuff would, <laughs> is that something you no. would delve into no because you said you're not like into like tech it just, really. like, I'm it just doesn't it just doesn't interest me um yeah you know, there are times where, you know, I get FOMO from, from like maybe an investment standpoint, you know, mm -hmm. um, and the fact that, you know, I, I did study blockchain quite a bit when I was studying movie distribution. And ultimately I do feel like blockchain is going to be the future for like the archaic Hollywood accounting, mm -hmm. um, that is movie distribution. Um, so I'm very intrigued by that. I'm, I'm, most confident it's smarter than me. I, uh, just where I'm at and who I am as a human being, like when I start building like meta houses and stuff, you know, I'm probably not doing well. <laughs> Spend a hundred thousand dollars on a meta house. People do right. that. It, is, it yeah. trips me out. I'm like, hey, could you buy me a house? I would like totally. a house. It's a, a real house. Thing. <laughs> I guess that, that is a very real point. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, with the, you know, the ever rising, you know, world of VR and AR, you know, a lot of uh, people feel like, you know, democracy is being threatened because this might be some form of surveillance and control. But 
Zach, you're bringing up something that uh, is resonating with me right now because, you know, long are the days of, let's say, uh, floppy disk or flip phones because our information, including communication, has rapidly changed over the years. And I would say our environment now functions like with touchscreens, uh, you know, the digital wallet, Bitcoin Crazy. transactions, uh, GPS tracking. So mm-hmm. shouldn't we be more concerned? I mean, I feel like it. I mean, I think that's the theme that you're trying to project yeah. even in your no, own I, feature I, film. Totally. No, we should be concerned. And, you know, the thing that's most important, like we're kind of talking about, like what I f- feel like the end result is on individuals quest to like handle social media. Um, I feel that um like we we just i guess we're gonna run another parallel with like the movie it's like when you stop thinking for yourself you know the the abuse of power you allow when you kind of just surrender and you're seeing something whether it be technology or an influencer via technology and you're like you know i want i want what this person has you know my Mm -hmm. i'm broken you know you just tell me what to do you know I'll, i'll do it like your way gets you there like it's just it's so visceral and like feral at the same time, you know, we're talking about survival. Um, So I, you know, I'm one of those guys who like, I I totally believe in the power of technology. I I believe that if, I mean, if we're already bugged for the rest of our lives, like I've already tapped out back in like when I defeated snake on Nokia, you know, like I'm, (laughs) I'm good. Like I'm just whatever, you know? No, I think that's a good point. I mean, gosh, we might not be like microchip like dogs, but, you know, we are basically walking around like a GPS tracker with all of our uh, iPhones and Androids and et cetera. But I can't thank you enough, Zach Kep, for joining Just Talking. You got an incredible directorial debut of a feature film called The Willowbrook. And so for anybody who wants to check out this film today, where do they go? Let them know what's good. Okay, so they can go on... um, Amazon Prime TV, the Apple TV, iTunes. Um, it's on like Google Play. It's pretty much everywhere. Um, transactional video on demand, isn't it? So where you can just anywhere you can buy movies. Yeah, we'll that's what's up. Yes. And then we'll we'll use that data back to the technology theme, and then we'll kind of use that to leverage in when we choose our streamer, whether that be Hulu or wherever, in a couple of few months. Nice. See, I like so. that. Like, just a little bit of a behind-the-scenes antidote. That is super cool, my man. And uh, Zach, thank Kep, you guys. Uh, you got an incredible film, and I can't thank you enough for joining the Chris Collins Show Millennial Talk Show. And follow us on social media by following our handle at Chris Collins Show for more updates on guest announcements, new interviews, and so much more. And also check out our brand new episode of Off the Fret, more music, more music talk featuring L.A. pop rockers Poe the Passenger out today. I know it's I our CCS video game I contributor, am. Henrik the Rack. We're going to be yes. talking about all things gaming, industry talk, him. gaming so news, and so much more. And Tune in or be square, fam. And also, if you like what you're listening to, go to thechriscollinsshow.com and become a member today and get your free CCS t-shirt. But for now, enjoy the weekend, fam, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Holler at your boy. Now I got to say, toodaloo. What's good? It's Chris from the Chris Collins Show Millennial Talk Show featuring alternative pop rock band Poe the Passenger amassing over 1 million streams with their debut LP Alenia joins Off the Fret. More music, more music talk.
What's good, party people? Chris Collins Show presents Music Storm 2022, hosted by Chris Collins and Marissa Pitts, featuring Royals. There's got to be a Hurricane Highway. Cannibal Kids. Amanda Cooksey. Astoria State. Kid Dad. Resounding. Sleep Cycles. Avenues. Freckles. Weather Warning. Just true. Sophia Marie. Music Storm 2022. Available wherever you listen to podcasts.